0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. COVID-19 has spread to Kaohsiung in southern Taiwan after five months of zero cases in the city. Authorities confirmed three local cases there on Thursday. Earlier in the morning, officials closed down a kindergarten for disinfection and testing of 80 people. With the virus spreading in Taiwan, health officials are preparing to launch a digital COVID-19 vaccine passport for local use starting on Friday. Once the passports go into use, adult and entertainment venues will require all staff and visitors to be fully vaccinated. The increase in local COVID cases in Taiwan has also led to rising demand for vaccines. To date, 80% of the country's population has received one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, while 72% are fully vaccinated. About 11% of the population has gotten a booster shot. Taiwan on Thursday bid farewell to its first Olympic delegation heading to the Beijing Games. It included coaches and medical staff. The event kicks off in two weeks, but has already drawn controversy over China's human rights record. Now athletes are being warned to watch what they say. Bing Wang reports.
0: Presiding over Taiwan's flag ceremony for the country's Winter Olympic athletes, the president of Taiwan's Olympic Committee marks a milestone achievement. Four Taiwanese athletes have qualified for the Games, with two more waiting for confirmation. While there are concerns of a COVID outbreak in China, an Olympics bubble with strict measures have been formed. Such measures include this robot that delivers food to your table. But there's another cause for concern. World governments are warning their athletes to not comment on China's human rights issues.
2: So there's really not much protection that we believe that's going to be afforded to athletes. And the IOC has not come out proactively to indicate that we will protect and safe, make sure everyone is safe that decides to speak up.
0: It appears Taiwan will follow suit. 基本上就是維持呢,這個保持中立的這樣子的一個立場,政府的部分不要來干涉跟介入,所以我們的期待,我們的一個選手呢,那麼能夠呢保持這樣子的一個態度。Several countries including the United States, United Kingdom, Lithuania, Belgium and Canada have announced a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics citing China's human rights record. No! No! Some former athletes say the Winter Olympics offer not just a large stage for sports, but a bully pulpit to voice concerns.
3: Brave athletes want to speak out. Brave, brave And all athletes have a right. Um, many athletes feel they have a responsibility uh, and they have... Uh, every right to be speaking out whenever it is that they're competing. Why? Because the world faces so many global challenges right now that no industry is immune. No no one on the planet is immune to having to, to do our part, each of us, to support these issues.
0: With medals to be won and Chinese officials stifling any discontent, all eyes will be on the athletes for more than just their performance on field. Alex Chen and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus.
1: U.S. President Joe Biden is marking his first year in office amid surging COVID cases and inflation and plummeting approval ratings. A Gallup poll earlier this week found Biden's average first-year approval ratings are the lowest of all post-World War II presidents, except his predecessor, Donald Trump.
3: Louise Watt reports. Walking in for a progress report. Oh, in a press conference to yeah. mark his first year as president, Joe Biden acknowledged Americans had a lot of pandemic-related frustration and fatigue. It's been a year of challenges, but it's also been a year of enormous progress. We went from 2 million people being vaccinated at the moment I was sworn in to 210 million Americans being fully vaccinated today. But as the Omicron variant rages, COVID cases and hospitalizations are surging to hit new records. There is also surging inflation, the highest in a generation, which Biden promised to tackle. He also highlighted his achievements, a $550 billion infrastructure plan to rebuild roads and bridges, and the creation of 6 million jobs. But his approval ratings are sliding. A Gallup poll on Tuesday found just 40% of Americans approve of the job Biden is doing, his lowest rating yet. Internationally, his first year will be marked by the chaotic withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan, which contributed to his low ratings. But he took the U.S. back into the Paris Climate Agreement, signalling a commitment to tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad. Biden also sounded the alarm at what he called a backward slide of democracy around the world, convening the White House's first first virtual summit for democracy. He invited countries including Taiwan, but not Russia or China, which he has repeatedly described as the U.S.'s top competitor. As he enters his second year in office, another international challenge looms large. Tens of thousands of Russian troops are amassing near Ukraine's borders. Biden says that while he believes Russian President Vladimir Putin doesn't want a full-blown war, he could still launch an incursion into Ukraine. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. Biden says that how the U.S. will react depends on the scale of Moscow's actions. But whatever he does will have repercussions on his standing at home. Chris Ma and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. To take a look at how Biden's first year in office has impacted U.S.
1: relationships in Asia and specifically with Taiwan, I spoke with Peter Van Praag, CEO of Halifax International Security Forum. I started by asking him about the significance of recent visits by U.S. government officials to Asia.
2: The United States is a Pacific power. It has been in Asia for centuries. I think recent trips to Asia are only reinforcing that message and reminding um, American partners and allies uh, that the United States is very serious and that it understands its role and its responsibility uh, in Asia. I actually think that the American position is being helped by none other than Xi Jinping. Because the more assertive he is, and recently, for example, China went after Lithuanian diplomats because Lithuania was uh, supporting and allowed Taiwan to open a, a, an office in Lithuania. And things like this, I think the Chinese side and Beijing might think that, they're, that they are demonstrating strength. But in fact, what they're doing is bringing the democracies together you know, with American leadership on issues related to Taiwan.
1: In terms of the U.S.-Taiwan relationship, do you feel that ties are stronger um, under Biden?
2: I do. I think that President Biden understands very well what's at stake uh, with regard to Taiwan. When He was asked at an interview if if the United States would come to Taiwan's defense, and he unequivocally said yes, Um, and he invited Taiwan to his Summit of Democracies which I think is very significant uh, for the president of the United States to do. So,
1: You mentioned that Biden had said that the U.S. would come to Taiwan's defense. Do you think that the Biden administration is rolling back or softening the U.S.'s longstanding policy of strategic ambiguity?
2: I don't think so. I think that, in fact, uh, when the president of the United States answers a question by saying, yes, the United States would uh, come to Taiwan's defense and the Secretary of State softens it a little bit. And that is the the definition of strategic ambiguity.
1: Do you think the Biden administration is prepared for Russia and China coming together?
2: I think that some type of alliance between China and Russia is probably overstated. I think that President Putin has certain objectives in Europe and trying to put NATO in an awkward position, we don't know exactly what his end goal is. But Putin himself um, has to be wary, and is wary, uh, of a China that is a little bit too assertive. I don't think President Putin enjoys being called uh, China's little brother. American power comes from many things, not only its military, but most importantly uh, from its partnerships and its allies. What do President Putin and President Xi fear? They fear alliances. And that's why it is so important for the democracies to be working together in a strategic fashion and nothing concentrates the mind of the United States and its partners and allies than emerging threats.
1: Air travel disruptions to the U.S. have eased as American telecommunication companies ATT and Verizon delayed the launch of new 5G wireless services near key airports. In response, Taiwan's national carrier China Airlines and Taiwanese airline EVA Airways have resumed all flights bound for the U.S. On Wednesday, airlines across Asia, the Middle East and Europe were forced to cancel or reschedule flights to the U.S. at the last minute, affecting Thousands of passengers. The chief pilot at a U.S. aviation company explains how the 5G rollout could have interfered with key airplane instruments.
0: The frequency band that 5G uses is very, uh, very similar to the frequency band that radar altimeters use, uh, and there's possibility that there's interference or false signals with the 5G and a radar altimeter so you can uh, what you would rely on with the radar altimeter giving you a certain altitude above the ground it may be erroneous based on interference with 5G telephone frequencies
1: Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News I'm in Kavant for more stories from Taiwan and around the world please download the Taiwan Plus app stay safe and see you next time Thanks
0: for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.